This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Very much. Well, I'm going to try to connect the parsha this week. Uh, then we'll try to go back. Maybe we could speak about Yosef Atzadik. Um, a little bit to Hanukkah that just passed. What are we supposed to take out of Hanukkah? Hanukkah is over. No Malanisim, no Mahalel. It sort of was very interesting, you know, the first day after Hanukkah, not to have Hallel. Um, if you said Hallel the right way, it was very a very big void. Not to be able to, some people are happy, it's, you got out much faster today. Some people are not so happy because they would say Hallel on Hashem Hashem, Hagel Hashem. And now, you know, until the Rosh Chodesh, we're not going to say Hallel. So, I want to talk a little bit about what to take out of what to take out of Hanukkah, and I think that, um, of course, it's just very interesting, Baruch Hashem, the great miracle that happened um, yesterday, everybody wanted me to talk about it, um, it's amazing, you know, and, and nobody, the Goyim don't understand why we're getting so excited about one, to them, it's a jailbird, it's a guy who went to jail, it's a convict. How could the Jews all be so excited about that a convict got, you know, pardoned? They don't, they don't hop. And also, it's one person. It's not like the Israeli army just wiped out Iran. You know, and they see everybody dancing. They don't, they, they, they don't understand the value of a Jew and the value of getting a Jew out of jail. Um, I think that it was, a, I, I feel personally that um, it was a very depressing, it was very, very depressing Hanukkah. We had a very bad fire in, in, in Flatbush and, and, uh, three Kindleloch died and the mother died and the, and the father and his other three kids are in the hospital and everybody was very down. The newspapers, um, all over New York, the New York Post, the Daily News, all of them, their headline said Hanukkah tragedy. So wherever you walked around in Brooklyn, you saw this Hanukkah tragedy and everyone was saying like, those two words don't go together, Hanukkah tragedy. Like, like, how could this happen on Hanukkah? People were saying, like, how could this happen on Hanukkah? How could it happen any time? But how could it happen on Hanukkah? So, I think Akash Baruch Hu, I'm, again, I'm, what do I know? But um, he saw that his children are in a very bad, depressed state. You know, what Klaus was going through with, with shit of crisis and kids off the derech and drugs and death and suicide and, and cancer. And, and like, we're just getting whacked around like never before and then we come to Hanukkah and everyone is excited about Hanukkah and then we have this fire um, sort of like Yosef HaTzadik Yosef HaTzadik was sold to Mitzrayim we can't even imagine what it meant for Yosef HaTzadik not to be able to go home to his father um, to be sold by his own brothers down to Mitzrayim um, Mitzrayim had a name of the biggest Kishof and he knew he was being he was being sent down to Mitzrayim as a slave I don't think we understand what it meant to be a slave in Mitzrayim. You were nothing. You're garbage. You're, 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 you're dead. You're nobody. You're nothing. The, the, the Mitzrayim was full of sorcery. And he knew where he was going, Yosef. And he knew that he wasn't going there on, on, a, on a trip, on a cruise. He was going to be sold as a slave, never to see his parents or anybody again. Finished. Gone. Goodbye. And in his disaster, in his terrible state that he was in, the Torah tells us that he was, there was a caravan that was carrying spices and nuts. And it says that, that Yosef HaTzadik turned to Hashem and he said, I know you're still watching me. Because this caravan normally carries neft, carries oil, um, uh, you know, like gasoline, which smells, turpentine, which smells terrible. So this one time, these chevra were carrying spices. And that's the time that he got sold. So even though he got sold in the, in the terrible tragedy that he was in, he saw a little light that, I, I didn't forget you. This is all set up, and I think very much, it's not tonight's shir, but it's definitely a very important shir. Um, usually I give it on Pasha Vayechi. You see completely this week's Pasha, next week's Pasha. He keeps saying to the brothers, you didn't sell me. Hashem wanted me to come to Mitzrayim to save the world. And I think that came from knowing that Hashem didn't forget him. And that this one little caravan, instead of him smelling the whole trip, he would be smelling spices. And as long as you know, even in your tragedy, you shouldn't have tragedy, but even in our tragedies, the person knows that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there, 
it, it's a it's a it's a it's a whole change of your outlook, your whole change of outlook in life, and that's why he kept saying over and over and over. And when he came to Paro, Paro said, "Translate my dream." And when he, the two uh, the, the 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 two workers of uh, of Paro, the the Saramashkim and the Sarayfim, when they said their dreams, he said, "Hashem, with Hashem's help, I'll translate them to you." So he he was always connected with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's why the Egyptian said. Paro said, look how smart this person is. He's a man of Hashem. He's a man of God. So, I think very, very much that what happened with Rabashkin could have happened today. Could have happened three months ago. They were talking three months ago. And it happened specifically on Hanukkah. Because the Kosh knew there'd be a tragedy on Hanukkah. He knows everything. And he knew that Kleisrol needs to know that even though we're going through hard time, that he did not forget his children. And that's the simcha that that of the of the freeing of Rabashkin. The the simcha is not Donald Trump by a long shot. That's not no, he's a he's a shliach. The simcha is knowing that Keheref Ayin, Mashiach can be here in one second. He was very much like comparison to Yitzhav Atzadik. If you know the story of Rabashkin, when they told him that he's free. He didn't see it coming at all. And all he took out was his tefillin. He didn't have time to pack and take out his clothing. He said it the last night when he spoke. He said, I took out a safer and my tefillin, my clothing, everything, my shoes, my clothing, everything that I have in, in prison, they, I told them, just pack it up and send it to me. And when, when Yosef HaTzadik was pulled out of prison, it said that they shaved him, they cleaned him, they gave him clothing. Himamish was terrified. He didn't expect it. Came out of left field. He didn't know that the, the Sarah Mashkin was going to help him. And it was Mamash in a second. And I think that a very important message to a, to a generation that's suffering and feels sometimes that God has looked away and he's hostile upon him and he's not there for us anymore. That was the message yesterday. That's all it was. That was the message. And I don't know, I can't say this, that he sat that long and that he was a carbon or a shliach that he sat that long so that we could have yesterday's excitement. Because had he not sat at all, that wouldn't have happened. And Kuzbohu sent us a very important message. He said, I know you're in Gullus, but you're in, you're in a spice. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, 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 I'm watching you. I'm here. And I'm sending a message. And the message is, I'm here. And that everything has a cheshben. And we're in Gullus. But Rabashkin was the shliach to tell us all, I am here. He's supposed to be there for 28 years. And that's what happened in Mitzrayim. He's supposed to be there for 400 years. We weren't there for 400 years. There's a lot of comparisons in this parashan, what's going on over here. But that's what we need to take. We need to take out of there every kid, every child, every adult. It's Lubavitch. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're Lubavitch or you're not Lubavitch. We saw yesterday. We also showed HaKadosh Baruch Hu something very important. And we showed HaKadosh Baruch Hu that even though we're separated, and even though there may be chas v'sham, not such agreements between different people in Klai Yisrael, but when it comes to another Jew, everybody was dancing yesterday. It didn't matter. You were a different chassid, you were not a chassid, you were from, you were not from, it didn't make a difference. We showed HaKadosh Baruch Hu that one Jew, one Jew is that important to us. And if you show your father that your brother is that important to you, then you become that important to your father. So on the other side, yes, Hashem showed us that He loves us and that He didn't forget us, but yesterday we also showed Hashem that we love Him and we didn't forget Him. And that's the times of Mashiach. And that's what a person needs to get out of. Not Trump, not Donald Trump, he's good, he kept his promises, listening to all this stuff. He's a person. He's a, she's a shliach. And Hashem had to create a certain kind of shliach that would do these things. I'm not going to get into the politics of the, the statement that Yerushalayim is the capital, it's not the capital. That Yerushalayim becomes the capital when Hashem brings Mashiach and we build the base of Middash again. But it was a statement to the world. And these, everything that's coming out of right now, what's going on, is you have to look at, he's just a shliach, he's, he's just a human being, but the, what's going on from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all everything that's going on is everything that's written in the Gemara, everything that's written in the future, 
that 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 Edom is going that that is going to stand up for us, but in the end, in the end, Eretz Yisrael and Klai Yisrael is going to stand alone. So on the other hand, it's America, it's everything, but America is not Mashiach, and Donald Trump is not Mashiach. He, he's a man of his word, no matter what anyone's going to say, and he saved a Jew. He saved a Jewish person. And 20 more years, he would have been, I don't know what, with his kids and his children, and he saved a Jewish, and, and he will get paid back for that, I'm sure. He's a shliach, but he saved a Jew, and, and, and that's a big thing. So we have to have our karsatayv takosh and that's what Hanukkah is all about. Hanukkah is about a little light and a lot of darkness. They were misyavdin. They were they, they they were assimilating on a very high level the Jews, and it wasn't. If you look at the war, if you look at the whole picture, what Hashem really did for us was that He let He let this little candle light for eight days. But if you look at the war, Yehuda got killed. It's not like you want the end of the movie to end up the guys all make it and they, you know, they, won, the, they won the war. Yehuda got killed. Elaza got killed under a heap of, of dung from an elephant. It wasn't a happy story. And, and we don't celebrate the war, even though it's called Chanukah, Chanukah, we don't celebrate the war in any which way. We celebrate latkes or oil, menorah, oil, we celebrate the Menorah. We don't celebrate the war, even though the Yantiv is called the war, Hanukkah. Right? It's a very famous kasha. The Yantiv, Yantiv is supposed to call Purim, because he made a poor, right? Pesach. Hashem passed over all the houses. We don't celebrate the Yantiv of Hanukkah, which is Hanukkah Hay, which means they rested on the 25th from the war, and then we don't celebrate the war. We don't, we don't put a big Maccabee doll in our front lawn with a, with a, with a sword and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a shield. How do you celebrate? How does anyone celebrate? How does any Jew celebrate that we won the war against the Greeks? Which is a huge miracle. Five guys, five people against a whole, a whole empire. We don't celebrate in any which way. Donuts have nothing to do with the war. And lockers have nothing to do with the war. And the Menorah has nothing to do with the war. Why don't we celebrate the war? I'm talking about this a whole week of Hanukkah. Nobody knows the answer. If the Yontif is called Hanukkah, the whole name of the Yontif is the war, and then we don't celebrate it at all. And then on the other side, in Al-Hanisim, we don't celebrate the miracle. Well, the Menorah, not a word. In fact, when you say Al-Hanisim, it looks like the Chachamim specifically did not want to talk about the miracle. Because they go through the whole thing, right? The whole story. We talk about the whole war, which we don't celebrate. And then at the end, it sounds like a second thought. And after that, I'm getting all excited. They came to the base of They cleaned it out. They made it tar. Okay. And they lit the candles, and it's only supposed to last for one day, and it lasts for eight days. Mazel tov. No! They lit the candles, and they made a yantiv. Not one word about the nes Hanukkah of the candles. You said this for eight days, not one word. In fact, they got us to the point where they could have told it. Okay, if you're only talking about the war, I have a kasha. Why are you only talking about the war? But okay. You're talking about the way, and now you're talking about the candles. And they came to the base of Mingosh, and they lit the candles. And it, it lit for eight days when it's supposed to light for one day. And specifically in Alanisim, we don't say that. What is going on here? So, really, the war ended tragically for the Hashmanam. Because the Gemara says, but because the Chashmanam, after they won the war, there were Kahanim, and they took Malchus, Hashem made sure that not one of them, or from the, their direct descendants, lived. They were all wiped out to the last one. Not one Chashmanoid, children or grandchildren, great-grandchildren, ended up staying alive. They were all murdered, died. Not one of them was left. So in the end of the story... The ones that fought the war died tragically. Because if you're a Kayane, 
you're not a Melech, you're from Shevet Levi, and you're not from Shevet Yehuda, and a person, no matter how great you are, no matter how many people you save, you need to know who you are. And you cannot step into a place that you don't belong. And they made that mistake. So if you were reading this as a book, the end of the story is all the superheroes died. It's not a good ending. And therefore, some of the fortune bring down, we do not celebrate the war. Because in the end, even though they won, it didn't end up good for the Hashem But HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent us a sign. And something, I don't know who heard my share from Tuesday night, but I gave a share this past week, Tuesday night, and I lost, a, 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 a friend of mine lost his son, and I just don't understand why we have so many deaths and suicides and drug overdoses in the last year over 200 Jewish kids, girls and boys died, 200 over 200 from overdoses of heroin and suicide, mostly not suicide, mostly just this terrible drug that's going around, that's being laced with all types of other things that are, that are killing kids and nobody's angry Everybody's getting up, everyone's making speeches, a lot of speeches, all over the place. But no one is angry. No one is saying, enough. Dayenu. No, no, no family in Klai Yisrael should have to sit shiva for their child who didn't die from cancer. Okay? It's not okay, but if someone's sick and they die, it's Mena Shemayim. What are you going to do? You know? But Drugs is not Menashemayim. So how come Klaistral is not getting angry and not saying, that's it, it's over. No more kids off the derech, no more suicide, no more people jumping off Bear Mountain Bridge, no more drug addicts for my children. No one's angry. Everyone's like, oh, we never have to go be Menachem Oh, this is terrible. You heard what happened? Now, what do I mean by getting angry? Ralph, do you want us to get angry? So if you read Megillah's Chashmanaim, there is a Megillah's Chashmanaim. It wasn't accepted to be read like Megillah's Rus or Megillah's Esther, but the Chashmanaim wrote Megillah's Chashmanaim, and it's, ri- it's read in Italy and other places. It is read on, on, we don't read it, but you can read it quietly and privately. In Megillah's Chashmanaim, if you read the story, so this was going on with the Greeks for a very long time. And why all of a sudden did these five Maccabees go to war? What triggered it? What triggered? So if you read Megillus Chashmanam, it says the following. Yechanan Kain Gadol. Who's Kain Gadol? They broke the base on Migdash. They didn't go to war. But one day, the general Nikanar the Greek general, went into the Beis HaMikdash with a chazer. And he took the chazer and he shechted it in the Kodesh Kedoshim. And he took the blood of the chazer and he sprinkled it all over the place. The news came back to Yechen and Kohen Gadol. And if you read Megillah Chashmanam, it says, Yechen and Kohen Gadol said, That's it! That's it! I am not allowing a chazer to be shafted in the Kaddish Kedoshim. So he took a knife, he took a sword, I think it was a couple of amas long, one arm, one arm wide. He hid it in his clothing. He went to the Greek army, which he should have been slaughtered, and he said, look at this, there's a Jew coming. And they, he said, who are you? He said, Yechen and Kohen Gadol. Oh, the Kohen Gadol, what do you want? He said, I want to speak to Nikanar. I want to come to your side. That would be the bit that would break the Jewish morality. If the Kohen Gadol becomes one of the Greeks, the Jews are finished. They brought him to Nikanar. Nikanar said, what do you want? He said, I'm here. I need to talk to you. Privately. He said, 
would you bring a Chazer Kohen Gadol, would you bring a Chazer in the Kodesh Kedoshim? He said, I don't want to talk to you about this in front of all these people because I'm sure there's some spy in here that will talk to the Jews and if they find out that I'm going to be a traitor they're going to kill me before I can do anything so if you want me to do that you need to talk privately on a plan so he sent everybody out like Yosef HaTzadik sent everybody out of the room by the way you should just know we're going to talk a little bit about Yosef HaTzadik to understand who he was he also sent in the sweet Pasha everybody out of the room and he said I, he said it's he knew he was going to, he was standing there in front of Yehuda. Yehuda already told him, I'm going to wipe you out, right? I'm going to wipe everybody out. I'm going to take the Melech down. I'm going to take everyone down. And he sent out all his soldiers. Ephraim and Menashe were very powerful. The, the, whatever Yehuda did, Ephraim did better. Yehuda knocked down two, two, built, two cities. Ephraim hit the floor. Hit, Menashe stamped on the floor and he, he broke down one. They said, there's something Jewish about these guys, that they have this koyach. But uh, Yosef Atzadik, was such a tzaddik that he said, I'd rather die. My brother, who's going to kill me? The minute I send everybody out, he's for sure he's going to kill me. I'm alone. Just me against 11 guys. And I know, I know when they get angry, what they can do. But I'm not going to embarrass them. So I'm willing to die after what they did to me so that the mitzvah don't hear what I'm about to tell them that I need Yosef. You have to understand, you have to understand who Yosef is. But, so Nikonar sent everyone out of the room. He took three steps, it says, and he stabbed him in the heart. And then he took the dead body and he threw it into the base of Migdash, into the Azara in front of everyone. And he asked Mechila from Hashem that I threw this Nevela, this, this, this dead Greek. And Hashem, you should forgive me, but I have to make the Greeks get very scared when they saw that. So he asked Mechila for throwing this guy in, dead into the, into the Azara. But what happened? The trigger... And that's really what I'm here to talk about tonight. The trigger was, the Greeks were there the whole time. Yosem Kohen did nothing. You're putting a chazer in my base Hamigdash? He got angry. He said, over my dead body, literally. And if I'm going to get killed for it, he went into the army, to the, to the opposite army's camp. He got angry. He killed Nikonar. Still, the Hashmanah, Matas Yo, and his sons, they weren't going out to war. Because they knew it was suicide. <clears throat> so Nikonah's dead, and Tiyachos sends his next general, Bagris. Bagris is the reason why Greece is called Greece, by the way. His name was Bagris, and he named that island, that Greece, on the water, he named it Greece from his name, Bagris, a Russia Marusha. Uh, worse, much worse than Nikonah. And he heard that there were a bunch of Jews who wanted to keep Shabbos, and they went into a cave. And they were, they were keeping Shabbos in a cave, and a Jewish spy, or some spy, told Bagris that they're in this cave. So what did Bagris do? He went and he took trees, cut down trees, and he lit up this fire at the mouth of the cave, and he suffocated 400 Jewish families that were in the cave. It's Miguelos Antiochus, it says a story. And they all died. And the story came back, to the brothers and they said exactly the same thing until now they're killing Jews he went ahead and he suffocated them because they were keeping Shabbos it's not happening again we're angry we're going to make a difference we're going to wipe them out we're going to wipe them out you five guys it's like Hawaii going against Russia you don't have a chance it's about the Greek Empire he said, it doesn't matter whether we have a chance. When you're angry, you're angry about what's going on. You take responsibility to make a change. You're not going to take it anymore. So they went out. And it's very interesting, the word responsibility. If you respond, Hashem will give you the ability. That's the word. Responsibility. you got to respond. Five guys going against the Greek Empire, you don't have a chance. You got to respond. Hashem will give you the ability. So they got angry, and the whole Hanukkah that happened, that whole war happened because of that cave. Had he not done that thing in the cave, they probably would still be sitting there. My question is, why don't we get angry? Why don't we just say, enough. Enough. We have to stop this. We have to get together, whether it's money, whether it's rehabs, whatever we have to build and do, whether it's, t- t- you know, 
educating children when they're very young. Whatever it is, we have to get together instead of making speeches, and I'm one of them, instead of getting up and having conferences and conferences and conferences. You know what? If they would have had conferences and conferences and conferences, there would have been no Hanukkah. They put their swords on and they went to war. Because they said, you're not killing a Chazer and putting him in the base of Midrash, and you're not suffocating Jews. And every time that a Jew got angry, he was Matzliach. The reason I was looking for for um, Shmuel Aleph, but really you have to know where David Amelach got it from. This week's Pasha. Yehuda. Who Yehuda approached Yosef Atzadik, and he used the word. He said, What does Rashi say? He was just like, okay, we're going back and forth with this. Yamin, I'll be there instead of you. We'll all stay. He's trying to be politically correct. He's talking nice. He's talking nice to Yosef, not knowing it's Yosef. And he's saying, we got to work this out. we got to make peace. We'll stay here. My father needs to have Binyamin back. And Yosef Atzadik is saying to him, I'm really sorry. You and your brothers can go back. He stays here. Zuck Rashi. You just said, you know what? That's it. No more talking. Says Rashi, he said to him, listen, mister, talking is over. I'm going to kill you, and then I'm going to kill Paro, and then we're going to kill the whole Mitzrayim, like we did to Shechem. You, you, want to, you want to play with us? This is the same Yehuda, last week's Parsha? Let's make a deal. I'll stay instead of him. Right? He's starting to talk to him. But that's it. It's over. This is not happening. You are not getting Binyamin. This is not happening, man. We're going to chop you down. Then we're going to take your paro, your big man. And you know what? Mitzrayim was Greek. Mitzrayim was Yavam. Mitzrayim was bigger. And we're going to wipe you out. And we're not going to stop till every one of you is dead. And you think, if you think you're not scared of us, we did it already. Shimon Malevi Achim, whether they were right or wrong, they wiped out the whole Shechem because they said, Hakazoina? You, you're making a Zoina out of our sister? They got angry. Shechem was gone. Over with. And that's where David Amelach got it from. And that's why I was looking for Shmuel Aleph because it happened again. It happened again, and I feel very much, maybe that's why Mashiach is from David HaMelech, and maybe that's why Mashiach is from Yehuda. Because Mashiach is going to come in the time where the Jews are not angry. We're not angry. We're not saying, Hashem, enough. So we're not getting the miracle. You have to take responsibility. If you don't respond, you don't have the, you're not going to get the ability. We have to take the steps. We have to not be able to go home and rest when one Jewish kid overdoses and he's no longer, and his parents have to sit shiva for him. We can't go home. And by Rabashkin's story, you should know, I can't say that the Jewish world got angry, but they definitely reacted. They definitely reacted. Every single week, letters and visitors and letters to the government. Nobody rested. And guess what happened? You took response, you responded... Hashem gives you the ability. So David HaMelech, David HaMelech, the whole Klayusrol, this today's day and age, the whole Klayusrol is standing and facing a giant, Goliath. And Goliath is making fun of our God. He came by his Mikriashma and he made fun of God and he made fun of the Jewish nation and Shaul HaMelech the greatest warrior. He was the greatest warrior. How many times his armies wiped out the Plishtim? And this big giant is standing there and he's making fun of Hashem. 
And he's making fun of Klai Yisrael. And Shol HaMelech, the great warrior and his great army, is standing there and they're not responding. You know why they didn't respond? Because they didn't think they have a chance. He said, send me one guy. We're not going to have this big war where a lot of people are going to die. You send me your best and I'll fight him. And if I win, the Jews are ours. And if you win, the Plishtim are yours. And they look at this giant and they're like, Shaul, go fight him. No. Anyone in Kleistrol, Donamel's brothers, big warriors, go fight him. No. Do you know why no? Because they didn't get angry at what he said about Hashem. So if you look at Shmuel Aleph, Donamela comes to Shaul and he says, Why are you all standing here? Why isn't someone shutting up the mouth of this guy talking about our God? And they said, <laughs> Look at him. And Donamel said, I'll fight him. And they said, You're a nar. You're a little boy, a little redhead, a mighty. You? You're not even a warrior, you're a shepherd. You? You have no chance. What did Donamel answer? He said, You're right, but I'm a shepherd. And I got angry once. You know what happened? A chutzpah. A bear and a lion take my sheep? Are you kidding me? Bear and a lion came into my flock and took my sheep? You know what I did? I got angry. I killed both of them, but the best part, and I always tell this to my class. Okay, that would be like, wow. Right? He wasn't showing off. He's like, I killed both of them, a lion and a bear. That's not normal. He said, but the big part was he said, and I took the lamb out of his mouth. The lamb didn't die. Not, didn't lose a lamb. Not only I killed them both, but I took the lamb out of his mouth. So what he was telling Shaul is, don't mess with my sheep. You mess with my sheep, I don't care if you're a lion or a bear. I'm taking you down. This Metuyaf, this lowlife, this RL he called him, this lowlife RL giant, is making fun of Hashem? And you're not getting angry? I'm angry. I'll shut him up. And he goes to war. And the big giant says to him, You? You think I'm a dog? Come with a stick and a bunch of pebbles? Dover Mel said, I'm angry. I'm taking responsibility on this one. I'm going to respond. I'm coming against you. Kosh give me the ability. Anytime a Jew takes responsibility, he gets angry about what's going on in this world, Kishbochel gives him the Koyach. And you see it throughout history. You see it throughout history. Shimshin, same thing, even though he suffered in the end and he died, but he didn't put up with the Plishtim and what they were doing. He got angry. So Yehuda, I very much believe that Yehuda over here by Yosef, when he said, I'm taking responsibility for my brother, so he told his father, I am taking responsibility. And at the end, Yosef, Yosef, I don't know who you are, but you're messing with me, and you're messing with Benjamin, and you're messing with my father, it's over for you. I'm not just going to kill you. I'm, we're, going to wipe, we're going to go, all 11 brothers, we're going to go through Mitzrayim, and there's not going to be one person left. That's what the Medrash says. That's what he told them. Not one person left. And Yosef Tzadik realized the hairs, were, the hairs were going through, the, through Yehuda's, he was angry. And the, the lush of the Medrash is that when Yehuda got, got angry, the hairs of his chest went piercing through his shirt. And that's what we need to do. We need to be angry about what's going on. And we need to say, we're not going to stand by and allow this happen. And we need to get together, and we need to have action. What that action should be, the people have to get together, and we have to figure it out. The people of Muncie have to figure out how to stop 7-Eleven and all the kids that are never hanging out there and smoking pot and doing what they're doing. The people of Muncie who are losing kids or going, kids are going Shabbosim to hotels, whatever it is. The people of Muncie need to get together and, and take care of the situation. Whatever it takes. Whatever money it takes. Whatever buildings you need to build. And just tell someone, let's buy a camp. Let's buy a camp in the Midwest. A hundred acres. Let's have camp all year round. So you have learning, you have learning, learning groups in camp. We'll have learning groups there. But during the day, 
Let them go. Let them go horseback riding. Let them build. Let them do whatever they want. Develop a camp for all these kids because the kids on the street, they want something. What do we do? We walk by, ooh, let's go talk to them a little bit. We'll talk. I feel very good. I invite a guy for Shabbos. That's not anger. Anger is, this cannot go on. We live in Muncie. Flatbush has to say, this cannot go on. Lakewood has to say, this cannot go on. This cannot go on. I will not allow this to go on. I will raise the money. I will do what I have to. We will figure this out. We will take responsibility. Who in Muncie is taking responsibility? You're the wrong guys, because the guys who come to the share, not the guys you need to talk to. But the whole Muncie, why aren't you taking responsibility? Why isn't Flatbush? Why isn't Lakewood? Why isn't Baltimore? Why aren't we taking responsibility? How many more kids have to die? God forbid if there was a bus in Israel that had 50 kids on it, and the Arabs blew it up. We would be going, we, 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 whatever village they come from, we would bomb it till it's ashes. We would go crazy. 50 kids? That's for sure. You cry, we go, to, we, we go out of our minds. 200? And we're not going crazy? It's time to take responsibility. This week's Pasha, Yehuda took responsibility. Dovar HaMelech took responsibility. The Chashmanoim took responsibility. You had a Chanukah. Anytime that someone took responsibility and said this cannot go on, they took a chrayas, it stopped. HaKosh Baruch Hu made nisim v'neflois. And if we want nisim v'neflois, we have to take an action. Not just talk about it. Not just talk to a few kids. We have to create the, 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 all our Jewish kids that do go to rehab. They're going, I, I visit them in, in, in all the Goyesh rehabs. They're eating chazer. They're eating chazer. In the morning, their breakfast is bacon and eggs. Hasidish girls. We're sending them all to the Goyim. We don't have a Jewish place. How could it be that this generation, we don't have a Jewish, a beautiful, best therapist, best everything in the world place? No, we send them to Utah, we send them to Texas. I have, I have five girls that are in Arizona. There's a few girls in some Indian, Michigan, place out of Florida called the Refuge. It's not normal. And they're, and, they're, and, they're, and they're sitting there with Goyim, they come back out, that we send in sick Jewish kids, and we get sometimes healthy Goyim. That's what, that's what we're doing. Hashem's looking down and said, that's what you're doing? What are you so busy with? Your real estate? What are you so busy with? Your phones? My children eating Chazer? You don't have a rehab for girls? You don't have a rehab for girls? We have a little rehab for boys, Chabad, in, 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 in California. We should have a rehab... 500 acres in the Midwest. Gorgeous, amazing. That we can send our kids and help them. Kosher food. They'll eat kosher food. They don't have nothing against kosher food. Kosher food with, with, with a little tire In camp, you learn half an hour a day, something if they want. Why am I saying it to you? Because I'm angry. Because I just came to Nachamova and we lost another kid and I, I'm angry. Another one? It's not normal. That's why I'm in Muncie tonight. How come you guys are not going nuts? How come Muncie's not going nuts? How can you not have a cold Kaira? A Muncie boy died. Eh, sad, eh? Parents, I can't believe it happened to them. What, what does that mean? What does that do? That's Shaul in the Hebra watching Goliath talk. Yeah, he's big, he's tall, I don't know. What can we do? We need Dabana Melechs. We gotta change this. We gotta change this. It's a disaster. We're coming out of Hanukkah. We're coming out of a place where five guys destroyed a whole Greek army. What are you learning from that? You can do so much. You gotta get angry. You have to be, you can't be passive. It's not about writing a check. It's much more than that. It's sitting down and creating something and not talking about it. Getting it done. And we need a lot of it. We have mental health. We have kids that are depressed, that are jumping off bridges. Come on. She jumped off this Muncie girl. She jumped off the Beer Mountain Bridge. Oh, it was terrible. Right, they went looking for a body for a couple of days. That's it? Is that who? You're not angry that a Jewish girl, a married Jewish girl with a child jumped off the Bear Mountain Bridge? No one's angry about it? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. She had trouble, she was a little numb, uh, maybe she wasn't meant to live. Who cares? Hashem's child. And the Shabbat comes up to Hashem's like, what are you doing here? I have you written to 80 years old. What are you doing here? Who invited you at 21, at 17? You don't belong here. 
I'm coming from earth. What happened? I was depressed. I was this. I was shooting up. I overshot. Nobody helped you? Where are my other, other children? You're not supposed to be until you're 80. You're 17. We want Mashiach. We need Mashiach. We have to take action. It's not fair that I'm, I'm saying this only to you, but I'm not. I'm on the tape. It's going to go out to a lot of people. It's not the group in here. It's everyone. It's every single person. Every person that was happy about Rabashkin yesterday has to be sad about the other side of the story. About all the kids that are dying. The same amount of people that were dancing last night for Rabashkin have to be sitting on the floor and crying for every single kid. That's one person. For every single kid that we lost. That's what Hashem wants to see. He wants to see that we care. He wants to see that we take responsibility. And that was Hanukkah. And even though the story didn't end up good at all, right? They ended up saving Klai And they ended up relighting the base Hamikdash. And you know what Hashem said? You did that for me? You did that because you got angry that they killed a bunch of my, my children? So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a candle that lights for one night and I'm going to show you Rabashkin. I'm going to show you a little thing. They had a lot of other problems in the second base of Mishra. We all know that. I'll show you a little thing. I'm going to take this candle and I'm going to let it light. It's going to light for eight days so that in your, in your gloom and then you're cleaning up the base on Mingdash. I'm going to give you some light to know that I haven't forgotten you. I want it. That's one subject. The second subject I want to talk about is Yesav HaTzadik. So I think there's a very big lesson to learn for all of us about not being angry and being Michael and understanding that no one can hurt me unless Hashem signed Xera that they could hurt me. The very beautiful shot that I never heard before. I saw it this, this year. I want to tell you two parts of Akar They asked the question, why was Ruvain the one that saved, that wanted to save Yosef? Ruvain went, he took him, right, he put him in the bar that they shouldn't kill him, and then he wanted to come back and take him out of the bar. Why Ruvain? He says, Ruvain had Akar to Yosef. And before I saw the answer, I thought, what did Yosef ever do for Ruvain? Yosef and Ruvain had nothing to do with each other. So he says like this, I wish when I wrote the book, I would have seen this, I would have put this on the first page. Ruvain switched the beds. When he switched the beds, and he took Yaakov's bed, and he put it in Leah's tent, Yaakov was very upset, as we see in the Torah, and he put him in Cherem. He said, you're not one of mine anymore. That was a very big Avera. When Yosef had the dream, and he said it to all the brothers. He said, 11 stars bow down to me. Ruvain said, but I'm in Cherem. So it must be, if he had this dream, that there were 11 stars, must be that I will be put back as one of the Shifteka. And therefore, even though it was only a dream, being that it gave me Nechama because I knew from both his dreams that I was part of the Shiftei Ka because he saw them both. And his father never said, ever said that the dreams weren't true. He said, I need to think about it. Shama Davar. So the brothers knew, the reason they were jealous is they knew that it was true. You wouldn't be jealous if you knew it's not true. You wouldn't be jealous of a dream. But they realized that Yaakov didn't say, no, it's not true. So because a dream... Ruben walked away and said, I'm not, I'm one of the Shiftei Kah, I owe this boy, even though he, gave, he just said over a dream that he saw, I owe my Karas I'm going to save his life. So understand how far Karas goes. But it seems to be that Yaakov Avinu put this in all his children. Yosef Atzadik, I believe it's in this week's parasha, the end of this week's parasha, makes a law. That even though all the people to get to eat food had to pay, sell their fields, sell themselves as Avadim, the priests were exempt. The priest of Mitzrayim, free food, no taxes, everything that had to do with anyone else, they were free. Why did he make that rule? So the Medrash says 
for two reasons. One, Potiphar went to these sorcerers, to these priests, and asked them, is it true what my wife is saying? Is it true that this Jew did what he did? Or was it her? So they said, look at whose clothing was ripped. If her clothing was ripped, then, meaning she was trying to run away, and he held on to his clothing, so he was, the, he was the, the one who did it. But if his clothing is ripped, it means he was running away. And she ripped it. Because he wouldn't rip his own clothing. So if his clothing was ripped, that means that the whole story is not true. And of course, his clothing, she held his clothing next to her and showed him, look, his clothing's ripped. So they told Potiphar that... Um, it's not him, it's her. And that saved his life. Because really, for the sin that she claimed he did, the punishment was death. So Batifa wasn't going to put him to death if he knew it wasn't true. Medjah says that. Medjah says one more thing. Medjah said that she took the white of an egg, she put it on the bed, and she says, Uriah, that he was with me. But they knew, the Gemara brings this down, they knew that they candled it with a fire if it's zera, then it coagulates. If it's an egg, then it becomes back to liquid. So they candled it, and they talk it was an egg. So they told Potiphar, eh, this whole story is, is baloney. So Yosef Atzadik never forgot that. So when this whole thing happened in Mitzrayim, he said, for they saved my life. Never for the rest of the life of, of Mitzrayim can you tax a priest. And the food they get, they don't have to buy it for free. And he did that for Akar Satayv. What's the reward for Akar Satayv? Klai Yisrael in Mitzrayim had the same law. The Jewish priests, which was Shevet Levi, didn't have to pay taxes, didn't have to work, got everything for free. And therefore, even though the whole Klai had to be Avadim, the priests, the law of the land, that the priest can't be an Eved. And that law was built on Akar Satayim. So Sheva Levi had the ability, in the whole time of Mitzrayim, to teach Klai To teach Klai Torah. Where did that ability come from? Because Yosef HaTzadik had Akar Satayim to the Mitzrayim. Because he had Akar Satayim to the Mitzrayim. In the end, who got the benefit the most? We did. But let's take it a step further. In this week's parasha, it says that Yosef gave each one of his brothers a khalifa of clothing. And Binyamin, he gave five. So they asked the question, what's the, why do they, what's the word khalifa? The khalifa means a change, a change of clothing. Right? Here. Lukula, Masan Ish. Khalifos smallois. Ubinyamen Khamesh Khalifos smallois. So they asked the Kasha, it's just saying, Lukula Nasan Ish, smallois. He gave everyone clothing. What's the Khalifa's clothing? Were they changing? It was raining? They went to the rain gear? They went to what? Snow gear? What does it mean they were changing? Nayudikavar, I'm going to end with this. Nayudikavar. And by the way, what I was saying before, not only about drugs and stuff like that. Any Yetzirah that you have, whatever addiction a person has, you know when they're able to break it? I deal with a lot of drug addicts and other, and other addicts. You know when you're able to break it? When you get angry at the addiction. When it's like, this drug is not running my life. This drink is not running my life. This Avera of not having Shemir Sinayim, when, you, when you're like, oh, I'm going to work on it, I'm going to work on it. When you say, you are not destroying my marriage, you are not destroying my connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are out of my life. That only happens when you get angry. When you get angry at the Avera that's destroying your life, when you hate it, when you want to destroy it, you have a chance. When you take responsibility for it and you stop pointing your fingers at everyone else, my mother, my father, my Rebbe, the, 
the air, the country, we're out. It's everybody else's fault by mine. When you take responsibility, when you respond, you will have the ability. Every drug addict that I ever saw cured, and it's a very hard thing to be cured at, got angry at his addiction. Not like, okay, I think I'll get better maybe tomorrow. No, they're like, this is not happening to me. And that's it, I'm done. I have a friend that had an had a, had a addiction to food. Overeating Anonymous. He just, just the food. He, he was dying. His cholesterol was on the moon. His sugar, everything was on the moon. And, and whatever anyone tried to do, he couldn't stop. He tried this, he tried that, he tried this, he tried that. And one day, he just said, I just looked at the food and said, I am bigger than you. You want to take me away from my family. You want to take me away from everything that's important to me. No, you're not doing that anymore. Imamish, ah, like, he went crazy. He got angry at food. Sounds ridiculous. And he beat it. And he beat it. He eats what he has to eat. That's it. And his sugar is good, and his cholesterol is good, and his blood pressure got better. He just got angry at, you want to take my life away? You want to kill me, you potato chips? And your kishka and all this other stuff? You want to take me away from my children? It's not happening. It sounds ridiculous, but it's not. Because until you get angry, you're not going to make any changes. It's not only in all the kids. It's, it's in your own life. It's in your own life. It's like I'm always late to shul. That's it. I'm, I'm done with that. A, I'm learning with Mesephus Brachas. First ten in shul, get all the credit of the Gansa Tefillah. Imagine if I told you, first ten in the bank, get all the money in the bank. Oh my God, would there be a line to be the first ten? be killing people. You'd be stepping on their heads. You'd be dropping out of a plane at a parachute to be number one. Black Friday. Lines! Lines! For a 52-inch screen television. Lines! 20 blocks, Times Square, to, 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 to the stores. First 100 people in, get the, get the, the 52 for, for $500 or $400, whatever. Everybody's online. But to come to shul and be one of the first 10 to get the credit for the whole minion... 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late, 12 minutes late. Be there 10 minutes, 15 minutes early. You're sitting in the chair, you're, like, you're watching everyone down, you're like, you better down with a longish man because I'm getting your credit. And everyone's going, new, 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 the chazen, right? Because there's a few guys down in long shmeser, you're sitting there like, check, collection, chayim in the corner, that's mine. This guy's mine. This guy's learning, he's wearing my band of toms, and he's learning after shul, that's mine. How could you come? How could you not be the first ten? It's a gift. Sexes brothers. Gift. God's like, first ten, it's all yours. No? Who's the first ten? How many of us are the first ten? How can you not be the first ten? I'm trying. I took on your Shaniam Kipper. I'm trying to be the first ten. Why wouldn't I? I don't even have to dive in. I'm just getting credit for everyone else. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't, don't write that down. Right? Well, he said you don't have to dive in. Use your head. Anyway, listen to this. And we're going to end with this. This is, you have to say this over at the table. Ch- children have to hear this. Why does it say Khalifais, not just Simois? And the terrace is as follows Yosef HaTzadig knew that because he put the cup in Binyamin's bag, the Torah tells us that when they opened Binyamin's bag and the cup was in it, Vayikra Asbegadim. They ripped their clothing. They rice kriya. Yosef HaTzadik. His brothers stripped him off all his clothing. They ripped it to Ksenia's possum. They dipped it in blood. They took it off his body. Said, because I caused you to rip your clothing, I have to pay you back. Khalifos. I'm giving you an, a change, an interchange, a khalifa of your clothing that got ripped. I'm giving you a brand new pair of clothing. Because I caused that. They sold him. They took his clothing off. My Yisnu also. They hated him. They couldn't talk one word of peace to him. And this person is worried. If you ripped your clothing because of me, Khalifa, I have to give you new clothing. Binyamin. Binyamin had nothing to do with the ripping of the clothing. 
his clothing wasn't ripped. They didn't rip his clothing when they found the silver thing in his clothing. All the brothers ripped their clothing. So Binyamin, this is not this is not about you ripping your clothing. This is a present. So I'm not giving you one. One I'm giving, one for one. They ripped the clothing at that at that time, I'm giving you back one. Binyamin, you didn't rip your clothing. I'm giving you a present. You're Binyamin, you're my brother five times. It's a little hard to understand. I didn't prepare for this year. Mitzvah Shem next year in Eretz Yisrael. He knew about jealousy. Why would you start this whole thing over again? Why would you give them five and give him them one? Hello, you're coming from the whole story. And get a chance. Could be that Rashi even spoke about it. On my way here, I was just thinking about it. Like, you know what it means to favor one son. What happens? Why would you favor one brother after all this? That's probably Rashi. It's probably Amalfarish. I didn't see it. But that's what he did. He gave him five. But Lemaisa, Lemaisa, it bothered him so much that he caused them to rip a coat after all the bad and all the stuff that they did to him. His whole life in Mitzrayim. Imagine what he went through. What do you think he went through? Potiphar bought him for Mishkav Zachar. I mean, look at what Rashi says. Yes, he went through Gehenim, Gehenim. And he's like, oh, you ripped your shirt. You got to go home with a new shirt. The children have to understand Yes, people can do you wrong. Who did more wrong to, to this boy, to Yosef HaTzadik? But it doesn't matter, because at the end of Pasha Vayechi, before we say Chazak Chazak next week, Vinis Chazak, Yosef says, at the end of the day, guys, don't be worried that I'm going to take revenge. We're going to take revenge for what? It's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If someone hurts me, yes, Hashem, it's Ben Chavero, it's his problem between him and Hashem. But you can't hurt me, my father used to say, nobody can hurt you unless God signed it. Nobody can touch you unless God signed I, yeah, you have to be Michael. That's why you have to be Michael. What's the Mechila based on? The Mechila is based on, he hurt me. Why should I be Michael? If a guy comes up to me right now, slaps me in the face, why should I be Michael him? And the answer is, it's not him. It's not him. Because if you're not Michael him, you're not Bikairis. You're not Michael another person that hurt you. That means that you believe that it's not Hashem has nothing to do with this. This guy hurt me. You believe that Hashem didn't sign that. He hurt me. But nobody can hurt you unless Hashem signs it. So if I understand that I really believe that, how can I not be Michael? He's a shliach. I, Ben Omer he's going to get patched. He's going to get patched. But as far as I'm concerned, you can't steal from me. You can't hurt me unless Hashem signed on it. So if I'm not willing to be Michael, you means I don't believe Hashem signed on it. If I don't believe in Hashem signed on it, I'm going to not be curious. Father, you used to always say that. No, nobody can hurt you unless I curse Bokhu. I, why does he have a right to hurt me? That's between him and Kurdish Bokhu. He did something bad, he's going to pay for it. But not you. Not you. You can't hold a grudge. The children need to know, and we need to know, that at the end of four Pashyas, of what Yosef Atzadik went through, he turns to his brothers. I read it to you from inside. You have to hear it from inside. You have to read it to your kids. He turns to his brother, he says something not normal. And that he was willing to die not to embarrass his brothers. That's how much it is when you embarrass somebody else. But he says to them, don't be scared. I know if you're from me. I will feed you. And, and he consoled them. And he said, this is my father used to always quote this passage. Hatachas Elohim Ani, am I, instead of God, I should be angry at you, I should punish you. I am not going to punish you. You thought, you thought when you sold me, you thought when you sold me that you were going to hurt me. Elohim, Khashabalitaira. But I could Baruch Hu had a different idea of this whole thing. He was He sent me down here to save the world. You guys thought you did it to hurt me. You guys had nothing to do with this. This was Hashem's Makshava to send me down. So to just to review, we got to get angry. We got to get angry at the things in our life that are hurting us. We got to get angry enough to take responsibility. And if we respond, Hashem will give us the ability. We have to have Akar Satoiv for the smallest thing, for a dream. We have to have that Karasatayv. And last but not least, the most important thing is that we have to understand that everything is from Hashem. And therefore, no matter who hurt me, no matter what relative, no matter what they did, no matter how much they hurt me, you need to know that God saw that Gezerah 
Sinakizera, and therefore Hatakasalikimani, we're not instead of Akashbahu. You have to be Michael. If you really believe it's from Akashbahu, you have to be Michael. And the best thing is if you're Michael somebody else, then Akashbahu will make sure that other people are Michael you. We should have the schus that one person was let out of jail and there was such a simcha in Klai Yisrael, imagine Mashiach Meher Yemena, when Gantz Klai Yisrael is let out of jail, the simcha that we're going to have, Chavez. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.